Hi everybody, my name is Steph and I am here with Jess. Welcome to Trish Chat. Today we have a special guest with us, oh, our sorry. friend Rel. What's up, what's up, what's up? Appreciate y'all having me. First <laughs> podcast. Yes, yes. Um, so we know Rel all the way from high school and all the way from New York. Mm -hmm. And um, today we're gonna we're gonna talk about some deep stuff. We're gonna talk about being people of color and being in our respective industries and our life journey. Before we start. We want to remind everybody that everything that we're going to say today is based on our personal experiences. Word, word. So let's start. So, Rel, actually, you were the first one to move to California. We followed you, but we just went a little bit further north. You know, you went north. Uh, I respect that. <laughs> I, I thought about, you know, I figured it's good that we just cover all ground. Like you yes. got the north held down, holding it down. But you, um, you grew up in the Bronx and in the Heights, right? Yeah. Um, and you're now living um, on the West Coast. Um, you are working as, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say engineer, is that like a? Well, my background is in engineering, but right now I'm like a construction manager, so project manager for a real estate company. So you're working in a predominantly white Yes. Industry. This the, the good old boys club. Yeah. Yes, and you've had, and you, your your training your degree is in a predominantly non POC uh industry. And yeah. so I would love to hear more about your journey in terms of how you got to where you are today. It doesn't have to only be career, but it could also be just like personally. Even like uh, just to start off like with even jumping into that field. Like yeah. it was uh you know, and this is something that I struggle with like back in like like now, like kind of going back and forth like yeah whether or not like it was the right choice or not like um you know i started at temple in 2009 like you know the height of like the financial crisis and everything and, yeah like, um i'm taking out all of these loans paying for school myself so just trying to like understand like damn like i want to come out of school with a job right right <laughs> and so like i think i looked at like forbes like like and it's like this really this simple and it was like um like the biggest degrees or the best degrees to get the biggest roi Mm -hmm. like on like uh yeah. from college so uh like engineering was at the top of like a lot of those lists yeah yeah um i don't know if you guys had classes with me and bertram but like <laughs> math wasn't it for me but... <laughs> <laughs> like i don't think we ever had class together no yeah. but it, it, it's probably good i didn't want you to see me that <laughs> like... <laughs> but like math like just like wasn't it like for me like oh i just like lost like a ton of interest toward the end of high school mm -hmm. and um but basically like at school just like I was determined that like this was going to be the degree I was pursuing and like locking myself in the library and just kind of like going over this like I re remember even talking to like an advisor like and they after like taking like the, the prerequisite like math tests mm -hmm. and like they tried to talk me out of my majors like you sure like, really? this is what you want like uh, you know like you know maybe yeah. something else <laughs> right right but um it all worked out mm -hmm. and it all just kind of led me to where I am today yeah but uh it's kind of like, like I said, it's just like, I go back and forth, like, damn, did I just do this to chase like money or like, you know, like, was there any passion behind it? Or... Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting because I think that for people of color, one and two, for people who come from working or working poor families, I don't think you can, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I don't think it's feasible to really go after what you're passionate about if that doesn't make money right because right. like 
that is very accurate like that's true and i, I guess I, I never even thought about it like that but like like doing like kind of like just whatever is like that is a luxury that a lot of us are not like afforded mm-hmm. yeah so no that that is very true but like i've learned to like love it and like i have my moments and then like as i like advance in my career i figure out like what i'm um, figuring out what i'm good at and it's like really like facilitating between a lot of people like even like within my friend groups like you know yeah. in personal life like just connecting friends and and like you know like just different people and yeah. I'm like that's basically what I'm doing at work, but it's just only differences. It's with like you know architects, engineers, consultants, and then like uh, and owner groups. So. Yeah. So you, um, I would say all of us grew up in neighborhoods that I would call the hood, yeah. right? Like now Washington Heights is called Wahi, and now the Harlem. Yeah, they're trying is to change like, it. They're, they're trying, trying to put to a mask it. on it, but yeah. it's, it's still we know the streets for what it is. Yeah. Mm. And the beauty in that too. Yes. But you know, like. Um, and, and Harlem is, is sadly super gentrified, but we, we grew up in what I call the hood. And I know that we are very fortunate in that our group of friends from high school, we've all, we've all been very successful in our careers. Um, I, I can talk to my experience as a woman of color, but I would love for you to talk about your experience as a black man of like. What, what influenced you to like make it out of the hood like what was it because there's a lot of guys that don't make it out yeah man like and um i was thinking about this the other day like it's just kind of like like there's like i don't know the exact percentage breakdown i would like like give to it but i would say like you know like, like part of it is just you know preparation but a large part of it is is luck honestly like um you know, I, there's been situations where, like, one bad decision, I could have went somewhere one night, and then, like, you know, my life could have been totally altered, like, you know, yeah. just where friends, they got in trouble for doing things that, mm-hmm. you know, you do stupid things as a child, like, yeah. as a kid, you know, teenage years, and, like, you know, just surrounded by your peers, and, like, you know, like, they've gotten in trouble, and that's, like, led to, like, you know, like, either, like, incarceration or, like, like blemishes on their permanent records that yeah. didn't allow for them in the future to get student loans and things like that and it's like a cycle so you know i think uh like part of it was you know like 50 percent luck yeah. where it's like just making the right opportunity like making the right choice on like a given night you know yeah. not ending up like in a, in a certain situation that might have been like from you know not by choice all the time like my mom told me i couldn't go places certain times yeah. which is good you know i'm thankful like in retrospect that yeah she wasn't letting me go to skate key at 2 a.m. Getting, <laughs> getting some dumb, some dumb shit. But... Shout out to your mom. Shout out to your mom. Yeah. For real. Shout out the to the real her. one. Yeah. But honestly, like, um, I'm like, I was really fortunate to be like influenced by like uh, friends. Honestly, like, um, I would say like, I started my high school like career at like Cardinal Hayes, very mm-hmm. strict high school. I was playing basketball and. And like basketball provided that structure. It was like the reason that like I was going to school every day yeah. and like trying to aim to get good grades was to play basketball. So that provided a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just dumb childhood things. I got kicked out of Cardinal Hayes. Like, yeah. you know, uh, went to Bertram and I was fortunate enough to meet you guys and like yeah. all of my friends at Bertram. But like when I got to Bertram, I wasn't used to that freedom. And oh, yeah. And like, you know, I started, I'm like, man, we could just leave. We can go out. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> security's not going to stop me. We like, could just hang in the, in the cafeteria just, yeah. for four periods. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so like, I wasn't used to the freedom. And I started like messing up really bad at Bertram. And um, I think like just having like friends around me, like you guys, like, you know, Rosemary, like my friends from Hayes, like Anthony, yeah. everybody, and just see like, like, 
that senior year hit and like people are going to good colleges and stuff like this and I'm like damn like what am I doing like this wasn't my path yeah um and so like it was just like like just seeing like being motivated by my peers like I'm really like lucky to just like surround myself with like a good group of people and that's like continued to my professional life and like on like I've met like good people in Philly mm -hmm. good people in Chicago good people out here in LA like where it's just like i I'm inspired by most of my friends. Yeah. So I would say like that's one of the key like factors like like out of a fear of like not being left behind. Like you yeah. know like like I want I want us all to push each other and like just keep going. So Yeah. That's real. Um I guess I could shed some light on yeah. my my story. It's pretty similar. I mean, I I'm very fortunate to have the support system that we have. You know, mm -hmm. we've all been friends for so long when you think about it. Um just thinking about being friends with like Rosemary I've known her since I was 10 years old and like it's crazy to think that like we grew up to, and like we grew together which is beautiful and I think that's part of this journey and so yeah. looking back at at my time I grew up in Washington Heights the real Washington Heights back the then Washington the Heights. Heights. not the not Wahi shit not Wahi. <laughs> stop calling it Wahi I'm not that <laughs> Um, went to a relatively yeah, good... Yeah, I've never been to a bodega before. So <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, I miss bodegas. Um, I, <laughs> I went to relatively good junior high school. I was a really good student. And then fucking Bertram, man. Yeah, I think it, the, everybody has that little, like, you know, hard-headed issue. Yo, like because at my junior high school, you know, if you talk to anybody that went to 187, they will tell you it was, like, military. Like, it was very structured. Like, yeah. you know, there was no freedom to do much other than, like, go out for lunch. And that was just, I mean, that was just exciting within itself. But there was, still there, there was still structure to that, right? Like, they were, our teachers were outside on every mm -hmm. corner, rallying everyone back in, whatever. And then I went to Bertram. And this freedom that Ra was talking about, that, that shit's real. Like, <laughs> I didn't go to class. Like, my freshman year... It sucks, right? Because I think back on it, I'm like, wow, it's crazy how one semester really fucked up my, like, journey. Yeah. I started high school, and I didn't go to class. I remember having, like, a 53 average my first semester of high school. Dang. And my mom found that fucking report card and beat my ass, and that was it, right? See, see again, shout out to the moms. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah sometimes exactly. Sometimes that ass beating is necessary. That, that shit, <laughs> I, I still remember. That was the last ass beating I ever got. But, um... <laughs> I really fucked up and you know I think that was the turning point for me because similar to what Ra was saying I was surrounded around people who wanted better for themselves they were getting good grades they were going to school they were going to class I mean Steph was always in class I don't th did you ever cut school I did I did once and I felt so bad I was so paranoid I was like is my mom here is my mom here where is she where's the mom she cut and went back um and so after that I was like wow I it wasn't that I couldn't apply myself. It was that I just saw this freedom and I didn't know what to do. Well, I knew what to do. I was going crazy. And then it was so hard for me to pick my grades back up. But if it wasn't for my support system and seeing my friends and like seeing that they wanted better for themselves, college was just on my mind at the, after that point. I think sophomore yeah. year was like, I got to fix this. Unfortunately, when you screw up that bad in a semester in any school, yeah. It's very hard to kind of pick that back up. I, I got back up to relatively good grades, but it wasn't enough to get me to the schools that I really wanted yeah. to go to. But I'm still very grateful because I went to uh, a state school out in New York and like 
I learned so much about myself. Um, yeah. I met some great people and, you know, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was a medium sized school and, you know, I did what I had to do. Um, so you, look at you now. Yeah. yeah. Look at you now. Like, exactly. it's, it's all about like, I think everybody has like a different path to get there. And like, that's just amazing. And I think like, every, like what we just spoke about kind of like leads to like, like somewhat like a bigger issue like with the school system and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i can't like yeah. you came from a very strict like mm-hmm. uh like junior high school middle school where like you know like they had the resources to have like the, yep. the teachers exactly. on the corners and, and you know like ushering the kids back into school like uh the catholic school i was at prior you know we paid tuition and stuff like that and like you know like they had a, a good tap Mm-hmm. On, like all of the kids and like understanding i tried to leave seventh period one day with seniors and it's like hey you're not, you're not a <laughs> you senior. ain't going nowhere <laughs> i tried to leave a period early. you ain't going nowhere but like you know like bertram and like you know most overcrowded new york city public school especially high schools like it's mm-hmm. just kind of like you're just like a number like you know mm-hmm. and which is crazy kind of kind of setting up like you know when you look at like the prison like industrial complex and all that like you're just a number in the yep. system and it's like we're just going to push you through yep and it's it's actually like really messed up like I feel bad for like the people that didn't have the friends around them that we've right. had or like the yep. parents that are going to like beat your ass. Like, yep. you know, like if you, if you're not doing what you need to do. So it's, it's, you, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Like for instance, like I got, I remember taking like, that was horrible with French two years at like Cardinal Hayes. Yeah. Like terrible, like just passing, like mm-hmm. <laughs> enough to not have to go to summer school. <laughs> <laughs> or and summer then, school. <laughs> and then I get to uh, Bertram and like, they put me in the most advanced level French class that they had. And like, it was the things I was doing like the first semester of right. Cardinal Hayes and like where I was able to cut that class every day mm-hmm. and then just show up for exams and get like A's That's and like crazy. look crazy. But it was like, in reality, it was like, hey, I was just messing up on this two years ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm so good at it now. Like, you know, like, but exactly. it's, it just shows like that, that, that disparity between like the systems. Like it's pretty oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about this the other day. We were telling people that we went to like a business high school where you had to select your major. And they were like, wow, that's so cool. Whatever you got. Like I was coding at like 14 or whatever it was. And then I was like, yeah, but we didn't have the funding to focus in on the maths and sciences and all that stuff. And And writing. So by the time I got to college, I was behind. Mm hmm. Because they weren't advanced, they weren't, they didn't have the funding to what you were just saying to invest in that, right? And so you were lucky to have that support system of friends of like, let's get through this. But, you know, I should also shout out that I had like mentors at school that were just really, you know, even if it was just one, like they were like, you got this, like, I'll help you get through this, I'll help you. Like our generation, we had to figure out how to do our financial aid, our FAFSA. Like, we were just trying to make sure that we weren't fucking that up, right? Yeah. Like, we were meeting all these deadlines. So we were not only trying to get through the struggle of, like, not cutting class, getting through classes, but also figuring out how to get to college. Because, like, we didn't Speak have... On yeah. Speak on it. Speak on it. We didn't have, like, you know, our families were coming, you know, for from my experience, my mom came from Ecuador. She didn't know how to do that. And so I was just like, yeah, shit. And, and, like, yeah, it's... Which is not her fault. Yeah. Like, you know, like, no. even my mom, like, my mom had me young, like, worked two jobs, like, mm-hmm. at 18, mm-hmm. you know, to provide for me. But, like, I think, like, that's the beauty in this. And, like, when you take a step back and, and you talk about the journey, like, this is us and our kids are success. Like, yep. small things like that are, like, what makes me happy. Like, yeah. yep. when my kid is, like, like applying to college, like, I'm going to know about these essays. Exactly. I'm going to know about this. Like, I'm going to be able to provide, like, valuable input. Like, this yeah. is how I did it. You know, yep. which like they couldn't do for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're 
doing that. And before, like, we, like, just leave the college, like, or high school thing, like, you know. Oh, no, we're going to stay on it. No, 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 seriously. (laughs) But, like, um, I can never talk about, like, high school and not shout out, like, my guy, Tyler Bell. Yeah. Because he literally saved my life. Like, when I say, like, I was going into the college admissions office when I decided I really wanted to get my shit together. But, like, the faculty there kind of was like, hey, listen, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. (laughs) Like, it was almost felt like they turned their back on me. Yeah. It's like, I, like I, yeah, I may not get into your schools, but I still want to apply. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, but I had no idea what I was doing. And Tyler Bell, for, like, reasons unbeknownst to me, like, took me, like, under his wing and, and was just like, hey, like, let's do this. Like, That's amazing. And, like, even when I tried to slack off, like, I remember, like, it was an application that I had to fill out. And, like, I didn't fill it out all the way. And he called me that night. At like 11 p.m. He's like, hey, Lorette, did you fill this out? I'm like, uh, you know, I didn't get to it. He's like, come on, stay on the phone. Give me your information. That's I'm going to fill it out right now. That's a friend. I didn't he know filled, that. That's he a filled friend. it out for me and Jeff. And, you know, we went, like, because of the bad grades in high school, we had to go to, like, we had to go through, like, a separate stepping stone. Like, so we went to Sullivan County Community College, kind mm-hmm. of like 13th grade. <laughs> but all good like you know like Jeff proceeded like Jeff went on to the university oh that shit was really 13 (laughs) it was like a jail like (laughs) but um like no Jeff went on to to Old Westbury I went on to like Temple University but like all of that was because of Tyler like Tyler called us and was just like hey like fill this fill this out that's amazing. Uh, like, how did how'd you do it fast? Like to the point where like I'm on the phone giving him my social like, like <laughs> you don't even, you don't even know. Like, yo, like you know, you may be a scammer, but <laughs> I trust you. Yeah, yeah. It's on Craigslist, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But like no, like man, Tyler, like I really owe him a lot and like I'll forever be grateful for that. That's like, amazing. Forever. Like, you shout know, out to Tyler. I did not know that. That's Bell. amazing. It's a Syracuse University with like thirty credits already. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> he graduated. I read US history with Tyler and uh Dr. Powell, the 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 professor, I'm gonna call her professor. She always called him Mr. Bell. So I just know him as Mr. Bell. Mr. Bell. Like, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Tyler, his name is Mr. Shout Bell. Shout out to Mr. Bell. Oh, Mr. He Bell. was born a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache and everything as he came out. <laughs> um, that's amazing. I did not know that story. That's that's beautiful. No, it was like, and I really like, that's one of those lucky like situations where it's like, I'm like thankful to have these friends around. Like, you know, yeah. like, like somebody who's going to go that above and beyond. Like who? At seventeen year old, seventeen years old, like cares about somebody that much, where it's just like, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm gonna, like, especially as like a guy, like you yeah. know, guys don't look out for each other, like, you know, like <laughs> so you gotta trust in women, yeah, yeah, but uh, like, like he just like, oh man, I, I owe him a lot for that. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's the truth. That's awesome. Shout out to you, Ty. Yeah, man. Shout out to Mr. Bell. My boy getting his PhD now. Yeah. Yes. Dissertation coming soon. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, people people doing their thing, man. People doing their thing. I'm happy about that. What a question. What about you, Steph? Um, what was your? Tell us a little bit about your journey. I think my journey was was different because, I mean, I grew up in Harlem. I I think my, like I think I was a pretty good student my whole life, and. You were a really good student. Yeah, don't really like, good. don't no, even no, do no, that. No, like, like, I can't even take you serious when no, you say no, that. Because listen, like, like just like as someone like looking on, like, because we didn't speak much in high school. Mm-hmm. But just someone like looking on, like, just knowing the conditions of our school and like the yeah. resources available to us to like go 
from that to an Ivy League university, like out of that, like you like a phoenix from the ashes. Like, yeah, you know, like, Damn, like, I like oh, that. Oh, I like that. It's true. Seriously, like, if you, like, if you like, look at it that way, like, we, yeah. we know like the the battles and challenges you've had, but like you still like maintain like that tunnel vision and and yeah. rose from the ashes and like seriously, like yeah, I got wow, several people why? to thank for that. I got well, I think that one of my I, I don't know if it's a turning point, but um. I grew up in on 144th Street in, in Harlem for a few years, and I used to go to PS 153. Mm-hmm. And then my my mom moved us to 135th, and I was supposed to go to PS 161, but something got messed up, and I ended up having to go to PS 129 mm-hmm. and for second grade. And I didn't learn anything that year. Like You remember that? Yeah, I remember. The teacher wow. spent the entire year just trying to control the kids in the class because there was too many kids in the class for one inexperienced teacher right which let's not even get into the fact that in these low-income neighborhoods they put the most inexperienced teachers without the proper training right right and so i think that was a turning point for me and that like i need to learn something also my mom was like super hardcore and like you were a solid eight you're like yo i gotta change my life (laughs) (laughs) second grade walked out like that's it this is my turning point I just I I I I saw I think I saw the path that a lot of those kids were going down and I didn't like kids in my class were throwing chairs at each other like that's how bad it was like you laugh but it's really sad to know that this type of violence exists in such young kids and yeah. it's not their fault Definitely. they have other circumstances that are leading them to be this way and I knew that I didn't want to go down that path my mom was also super hardcore with us like she would even make me rewrite my entire homework if like one little thing had like a little scab on it from the eraser she'd be like no you have to do better you have to do it again yeah so I think I grew up with this mindset of like you always have to do better and then I always saw like people in my neighborhood who I grew up with and then I, I started seeing fewer of them in school but they were still in the neighborhood but just fewer of them in school mm-hmm. more of them standing outside more often outside the building mm-hmm. we know what they were doing they were mm-hmm. selling drugs because they found like father figures or like brother some brotherhood in the drug dealers that were there they took care of each other in that way mm-hmm. yeah or and they couldn't even like eat or like have right, right. they like, got they had to support yeah. their family somehow so i knew that i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to be that way i think going to bertram i'm happy because i i i met an amazing group of friends and my wife there shout, shout out to your wife shout out to bertram love man <laughs> Um, I know there's a couple other Bertram loves out there. Oh yeah, no, we're just friends. Yeah, but I think that I think that there were a few people at Bertram that tried really hard, but overall, I think that there were just too many students for the teachers at Bertram, and there weren't enough resources. And we went in with a thousand people, our class. A thousand, four hundred, only four hundred of us graduated. That's really sad. Yeah, and. When I think back, that's crazy. That's crazy. That, that's I didn't 600 know the people. That, freshman class was like a thousand. It was a thousand. Four hundred and seven graduated. Four hundred and seven graduated. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember that number because I was. And like, that doesn't mean that all of them went to college or like. Yeah. And not to say that college is the answer for everyone, um, but I do think that for a lot of us that come from low-income families who need that like ticket to get into some of these industries, that at least at the point where we graduated, that was the best thing for us. Yeah. But I also I remember that. I I got just a lot of opportunities for things because I had good grades, right? Like I remember that the college advisor would have a group of like 20 of us once a week every every week in the morning before school started 
and she would help us with college applications. She would, she would walk us through the process. She would tell us like, hey, you know that you can get a stipend because of your family's income so that you can pay for these applications, right? And like, why was, was that only offered to, I don't, I don't remember her name, but why was this only offered to kids with, with like the quote unquote good grades? Why wasn't this offered to the whole school? Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't this offered as a, as a resource, to, as a resource to kids in their freshman year to say, Hey, look, like if you, if you can get to these types of grades, like this is the type of stuff that you could get to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, systemically, it's just like fucked up. Like, you right. know, like it's because like I was in that same admission office. And as you said, like, you know, like I felt like wrote off like, damn, like you don't matter. Like, right. But, and it but, but, it, but it's not, it shouldn't be that way. But I also like at the same, in the same breath, like understand it, like, like way, like not, it is wrong, but like, like, you know, you have a certain amount of resources you have to like, and like, you kind of have to pick and choose like where you where you use it and where you spend that time but it's fucked up like it's like like that means like you know one bad decision freshman year mm-hmm. like can take that opportunity away which is is fucked up which but. shouldn't it should absolutely not like we should be school should be staffed better that is not fair to kids in these in these schools like i know that a lot of us that went to bertram qualified for free lunch right like that says a lot about the incomes that we came from and so we should have had those resources and it wasn't the fault of the administration at the school, but it is a systemic issue that we have where like, it shouldn't be that if you make one bad decision that your entire life is impacted that way, because we know that for richer white neighborhoods, that's not the case. That's definitely not the case. You can make a ton of bad decisions and then at 30 years old, decide that you want to get your life together. Right. <laughs> and it's all good. Opportunities. Then you can become memories. president. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. That's yeah. another episode. Yeah, that's a different episode. <laughs> but it, thinking about it in hindsight, it makes me really angry that, that that was the case. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I had, but I'm like, why wasn't that open for more people? Yeah, right. definitely. Um, but I also went to college completely unprepared. Like, Bertram didn't prepare me for it. Yeah, really. Yeah, on multiple yeah. levels. You were like a big fish in like the the, the, the Bertram pond. Yeah, and you went to like the, the elite elite. And yeah, and I was like, what? I don't know how to write a paper. Yeah, I mean, I learned how to write a paper through Dr. Powell. Shout out to Dr. Shout Powell. Out to Dr. Powell. Shout yeah, Dr. Out to Powell. Those individuals impact their lives. Yeah, because yo, if you do like, if you really care about the work and stuff like that, like you do impact lives. So shout yeah. out to Dr. Powell. Yeah. Yeah, but she was the one who taught me how to write a paper. But I still struggle with that in college. But Dr. Powell was one of the the few people who like was pushing everybody. We took U.S. history with her, so it wasn't even like a college application class, right? Like we took U.S. history with her, and she was really pushing everybody. Like, what schools are you applying to? You need to have like your reach schools, your schools that are like safety, and then a few others. And she was the one who was like, "Don't go to undergrad for the name; go for the money. Like, whoever gives you the most money, don't come out with that like stuff that I just I didn't know, right? That now I know that I could give that advice to my kids, but. She yeah. was dropping gems. I didn't she even was get dropping to take gems. Yeah, nah, she hated she me. But she, yeah, no, that's great that she told you that, and that's what you did. You leveraged that when you were, you know, when you got into twenty nine colleges. Stop. <laughs> Talk your shit. Stop. Steph went to all those schools. She's Humble like, yeah, brag. you know, you like, you know, I got all these offers. What you gonna do for what me? You, what can you do for me? Okay, <laughs> that's how I'm trying to live my life. So what can you do for me? But that was amazing that you got that yeah. advice because you could have made a completely different decision. Where, what where you went to school? Yeah, and I I would say that like having those mentors who really take an interest in you, that really does matter because I didn't even know what Dartmouth was. I didn't even I thought it was Dartmouth. You know, like I didn't even know <laughs> what it was. Yeah, 
I learned Dartmouth from Superbad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, I think I know people going there. <laughs> That's a real place. That's a real place. I've been there. It's real. That's but amazing. her opening the doors for this or her saying to to us, like, go apply to the smaller private schools because those are the schools that have the most endowment and have the most money where they can give you more financial aid. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that to this day. (laughs) But it's the case. And I really, I think that that was like a really important piece in terms of like my trajectory. Uh, Shout out to Miss Colonna as well because I know she had a lot of kids who were like trying to go down the wrong path and she Mm -hmm. took them under her wing and she was like, you're not going to do this today. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's those mentors that take an interest in kids' futures. But I also think now that you talk about like Mr. Bell, it's it's looking out for each Stop. other. I'm always gonna call Mr. Bell. <laughs> it's looking out for each other. I think that's really important. I think that that's hard to recognize that when you're in high school. But I think that if we can teach more kids that it really is about uplifting your own community mm-hmm. and any little piece of information that you might have is valuable to your community like thinking back if i could go back and tell you like yo check out these private schools they got that money yeah. for that yeah. financial aid the, i don't know if you heard it like it's like a jay-z line like it's yeah. like you know like everybody calls people from the hood like crabs in the barrel and pull like you know mm-hmm. pulling each other down but mm-hmm. like he flipped it and was like yeah like, crabs don't belong in a barrel yeah like, you know yeah. what i mean that's like, real <laughs> that's yeah. real speak on it hope yeah yeah we shout out everyone <laughs> on the podcast everybody everybody <laughs> gets a shout out everybody, everybody that's everyone. giving influence <laughs> yeah everybody that's trying to have a positive uh influence absolutely um yeah so i think we talked a little bit about the struggles that uh we faced in high school and growing up are those still some of the same struggles that you face today? Because we all work in predominantly like white, oh, privileged. Without, and we are privileged to work there. But. No, no, without a doubt. Like I think, like all of that. Like I think, just talking about that and like helping people understand, like where all of that kind of like, like what it turns into is like, yeah, we've made it. But excuse me, in the back of our mind, I think like, um, like you know, it's like I deal with like imposter syndrome a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. It's like, damn, I don't, I don't belong here. Sometimes I'm like, damn, like, I want, do I sound ghetto saying that? Like, 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 just like, like I'm giving. You're second talk, guessing like, yourself you know, on like, everything yeah, you're like, saying. It's 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 pretty crazy, but in the same breath, I will say that like that type of upbringing and everything like that. Like, there's like some days where I walk into the office or I walk in walk into a meeting like prior to like driving to the meeting, like I'm playing nip. Like, you know, like yeah. people that like mm-hmm. like inspire me and I'm like I walk into that meeting like head head high with, like Black Panther, like I feel like a king walking into yeah. this shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that a lot of people in this room haven't like overcome the obstacles that I've overcome to get here. Yes. So in my mind, I'm like, Yeah, like you may have a leg up on me like on with certain things, but I know that we're not cut from the same cloth. Yeah. You know, so like it's 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 like duality in that, like, you know? Like you just like I know like Sometimes I feel like, damn, I'm like, you know, insufficient, like, or like, I'm not supposed to be here, or like, I'm lacking in certain areas. But other times I'm like, look look what I did to get here. Like, you know? Yeah. Was that your first, uh, walking into your profession, was that your first introduction to like the imposter syndrome, like, feeling? Um, No. So actually, like, um, this is something that I forget about and I overlook all the time, but it was, uh, and, to this day, I'm mad that I didn't stick it out. 
Hmm. But um, I did, like, I would cut class in the guidance counselor's office in, at Bertram. <laughs> Not to go back to high school, but, like, um, that paid off. Like, I had an internship on Wall Street. That's hmm. amazing. Right? But, like, um, so I go to the internship a couple times, and my mom... You know, she's not like coming from this background or anything. She's yeah. like, yeah, just wear some khakis, like mm-hmm. <laughs> some like wrinkled khakis, like, <laughs> <laughs> and a shirt. And then like I get to this internship, and like it's on Wall Street, very like mm-hmm. the oh, land the of suit, the expensive yeah. suits, and like a lot of the other students in this shit is like like they're buttoned up, like to the yeah. T, dressed to the nine. And I just felt like that I looked bad in there. I'm like, I look crazy right now. They mm-hmm. all look at me like you know, and yeah. and in high school, like you're very vain, and you know, you just yeah. try like you don't have that ability. To, like, you know, so what it's about was hair in my yeah. mind, not like what I'm wearing. Right. And then so like I stopped going. I didn't go to like I like I. Wow. I went like a couple times, and then yeah. I was like, because I, of that, I, I don't want to do it. I feel stupid. Wow. Because of how I look. Mm-hmm. You That's know, real. which is crazy, but it's like uh, it, like coming out like that was my first mm-hmm. experience to like mm-hmm. not feeling like you belong mm-hmm. and then like uh jumping in like after college like into like the corporate world and mm-hmm. just like you know i'm here with like baggy suits and <laughs> <laughs> not feeling like i belong but like you know slowly but surely like that's something like i didn't have anybody to help guide me through that yeah. but like like that's something that i'm like navigating and i start to navigate and you know um i've had mentors along the way like help me out i've had older cousins that have like um like maybe a couple years older than me. Shout out to my cousin Rob, mm-hmm. uh, but he's like, "Yeah, come on, let me take you to the mall and show you what a nice suit is yeah. supposed to fit like." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna buy it for you. But <laughs> you better bring your money. We, we yeah. could, I could tell you what what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, and yeah. like you know, like little things like that just mm-hmm. go a long way. Like you know, and it's like you know, look good, feel good, like work good. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you, like, what are some things that have helped you throughout that it seems like mentorship like leaning and like yeah. do you talk to your friends about this stuff yeah like, i think that... because all of us are navigating it at the same time yeah so i think that also helps like a, like a lot of like you know first generation college graduates like a lot of people in different industries like you know i got friends that are in sales i got friends that are in marketing mm-hmm. you know engineering like it's is we're all navigating this shit together yeah and it's like yo you know what dude i read a good book on this that's awesome you know i read I read Brene Brown and then, yes. you know, give me the, give me the <laughs> Brene Brown recommendation. Shout out right? to Brene. <laughs> For real. Gotta shout her out. But yeah. like, I'm, I'm reading that now. Like, you nice. know, it's just like, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a mix of things, but I think a lot of us are just going through it together. Right. But like, I think when we look at like the timeline of this country and like what we've been through in this country, like Oof. we're yeah. still in like infancy. So like, that's the only thing that really gives me hope is where it's like, like we we're gonna pay it forward in a really yeah. big way. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, like the, gen- the generational wealth is coming. Like you know, like the, yes. like the hurdles and everything that we have to go through, or so our kids don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, our parents, whether like they were immigrants and only came to this country, like speaking one language, had to learn another language. Like priorities were elsewhere because mm-hmm. they had to be. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like whether it be like working multiple jobs, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, dealing with like. You know, my father was in jail, like, you know, like 13 years of my life. So it was just mm-hmm. like my mom just doing a lot of this shit herself. Right. Like, you know, hats off to her for doing that. Yeah. So the way I'm going to do it for my kids is like, you know, I'm not going to do it like that because I shouldn't. Like, I wouldn't. Re- that would be a regression. Like, I'm going to like 
go to school, do build it up, and like do it the right way. Yeah. And like, you know, her sacrifices her so I can walk. Like you know, I walk yeah. so my kids can fly. Woo! Damn. You know, what? Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's real, man. That's real. That is real. Wow. Damn, I don't know how to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I would echo all of that. I think that yes. I I feel I go through some of the same struggles and just like trying to figure things out. I mean, we talked about this in previous episodes about our introductions into imposter syndrome and like being a person of color in these spaces. Um, you know, I can only I can speak now to like being in the tech space, mm-hmm. like whew, being a person of color in the tech space. It's rough. Is so rough. Like. Nobody, people would warn you about it. You know, Steph's been in the tech space for a while now and she would warn me, but man, when I'm in that space and I look around, I am the only person of color. No, I'm the only woman, queer woman of color on my team of like 40, 60. And then I walk through this hall. I have a game now. I walk through the halls and I just look for people of color (laughs) just because I want to see like, how are we progressing as a company? Like where are are our people? And so I have to navigate that shit every day, man. Cause that shit, that feeling is real, you know? And so I, to what Ra was saying, I, I lean on like my support systems. I lean on my friends that are figuring this shit out. You know, we talk about like, if I didn't have that, I think I'd go nuts. If I wasn't able to talk about like my struggle and like figuring this out and like the feelings I get, like it's one thing your job's already stressful. So you're trying to navigate that and how to like keep your shit together. And then you're trying to navigate like where you fit in this whole thing, right? You start second guessing everything you're saying. Like, am I good enough to be here? What is my value here? Um, Yeah. And I would say on top of that, the the current state of the world and of this country where you're constantly reminded that like your life is at risk Mm -hmm. or that because of, of, of your skin color, because of your gender, because of your sexuality Mm -hmm. and that like, you don't matter, right? Like Mm -hmm. you, you don't matter. And so when you, now you have that burden of feeling like you don't matter. You're going into this space where you're an other, where you have to like act a certain way Mm -hmm. so that you can, you know, you can belong yep it's hard it's really hard um and so yeah i think that there's so much power in just talking about how you're feeling with people that like want to listen and i think there's and that's why we talk a lot about allyship in a lot of our episodes because i don't I don't know that many people understand how important it is to be an ally. Like you don't have to necessarily go through my experience to be able to help. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's, it's as easy as listening. It's as easy as like stepping up, educating yourself, all this stuff. Like it's, it's very simple. It's like, you say it all the time. It's not fucking rocket science. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to sit here and be an ally for a lot of other people. I have to sit here and learn how to like, navigate the corporate world or big tech companies and all this stuff and i'm very fortunate that i get to do cool fucking shit in my job and like i work for a very progressive company that you know wants to do good for the world but you know when when you're around a lot of non people of color it's just like it's hard because you just want to be able to relate mm-hmm. and when you don't relate you feel like an outsider and so it's a struggle it's a struggle every day but i will say that like showing compassion to those people entering like yeah. the younger generations entering and like what Ra was saying like 
we need to do better for the next generation for our kids and like Tyler Bell helping you with the application. Like, I want to be able to do that for somebody, like, going through the interview process at these tech companies. Like, I'm helping some friends do that now. And I'm like, let's get on the phone for an hour. I'm going to walk you through the company's mission, what to expect. Like, things that, like, I wish I had. Yep. You know, walking into this and being like, I'm going to better prepare you so, like, you have an opportunity to get into the room. Yep. You know? And, and, this, is, and this is not, like, like, for me, I don't think it's, like, like it's I'm not gonna say it's like white versus black, but it's like establishment versus like, you know, like non traditional. And so like mm-hmm. you better believe like establishment when we talk about everything from like legacies being admitted yeah. to colleges and stuff like that. Like they're all pulling each other in and the system yeah. is just pulling each other in and it's just a pipeline. So like I know a lot of people like uh think like, Oh man, I'm not gonna just like help you because you're black and stuff like that. Like, but not nah, best believe I am going to help you because you're black and because you look like me. Like, you know, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> why oh, not? Yeah. Why would it not? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm, of course I want you to like, like, come on, you got to do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. But at the same time, like, yeah, I'm gonna try to look out for you. Damn right. I'm gonna try to look out for you. Come yeah. on. Like we gotta, we really need to like diversify, like, like a lot of these industries. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm just trying to be on the board of some shit. So I can make some decisions. Yeah. That's like my goal. But I think, think it's also about, um, I had this conversation with one of our friends who was thinking about applying for some jobs in tech, but he was doubting himself. And I think it's, it's what Ralph said. It's like, you've been through so much in your life and maybe it's not traditional experience, but like, think about all the skills that you've applied to make it through all the hard shit in your life. And like, we've had to learn so much for our parents. Like, you, your parents be like, yo, figure this out for me. What, what, what do I need to do here? And you have to like figure that out quickly for them, mm-hmm. right? And so think about all those skills that you develop and the fact that who says that you have to be a certain way to belong at these companies, yeah, right? For real, be unapologetically you. Right, yeah. and I think it's just about giving people that permission and that reminder of like, you belong and like you should at the very least try it and let me help you. Let me let me help you. Like like you said, you're, you're doing the work, but I'm just going to help you and, and shed light on you on like, the way that this is going to work mm-hmm. so that you are better prepared. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because before someone even applies, they have to believe that they should apply. For real. And I think a lot of people of color, especially men of color, don't because they don't believe that they belong in yeah, these places. That, that's, it's fucking real. Like, yeah. that's a real thing. Like a lot of times, like, like even where I'm at now, like I've never imagined myself in the, right. like this situation, which is crazy because I'm not like I'm doing, you know, I'm very middle class. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag middle class life. But like I will say like I never like imagined this for myself, which is kind yeah. of sad because it's like like damn, like I just came out of college, like damn, I just hope that I can make fifty thousand dollars. Which is like 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 no we know now, like damn, yeah. that's just scratching the surface, like yeah. I'm not really solving anything, but it's just like like that's all I wanted at that point. And then yeah. it's like, all right, it's okay to dream bigger. Like, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know if it's for a fear of like, you know, we downplay the dream because you don't want to like, you don't want it to hurt as much yeah. if you get shut down. Yep. But like, it's okay to dream big because if you don't dream it, then it's, it's really like, what are you working towards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy though. Cause I do feel like a lot of people like, you know, need to talk about that and like just communicate that better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we just need to shed light on like our struggles. Right? Like, be real with me. Like, yo, it's, it's hard. Like, people see that I work at a tech company and they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like, it must be like rainbows and all this stuff. And I'm like, 
No, it's not. Like, yeah. it's a struggle. Like, I have to work. I got to work not only to do my job, but, like, mentally. Yeah. And just shedding light in that, like, it's okay to feel imposter syndrome. It's okay. There's 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 words tied to that. It's okay to feel, like, overwhelmed that you're not, like, good enough. You are. Like, let's talk about that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because even through what you were saying with our friend that, you know, was feeling that way, like, I'm sure telling him that he was good enough was like a breath of fresh air for him to hear. Definitely. Yeah, he said, I needed to hear that. That's what he said. But but listen how simple that is. Because the world t- the world sh- co- like constantly shows us that we're not. But do you see you, yeah. you, you like thinking about that? It's so sim- it's few words saying and being like I believe in you. Like I get chills thinking about that because I'm like yeah. yo there's a lot of people that don't have that. Yeah. And that's all they need. That's all they need to be able to press submit. Yeah. That's it. There's been plenty of times where I felt like that and you've been like, Yeah, see? You got this. And you're I'm giving I'm, it and I'm giving hyped. everybody your Washington Heights name out here. I introduced you as Jeff and now you let people into the I know, secrets. I know, I know, I know. My my true friends call me Yesy. <laughs> I'm just in the tech world. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> No, but I think it's like, man, I think it's good. And like something like like those affirmations are just so simple. It don't yeah. take no time off your back, it don't take right. like no money out of your pocket. Yeah. Like, yo, like when I address all of my friends, like especially like 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 women, like guys, I call them like my dudes. I'm like yeah, like happy birthday, king. Like I call yeah, you king. I love that. I call like my my girls queens. Yeah. Like, it's like everybody should treat themselves as such. Like you know, yeah. just like it's something so simple. But like I just feel like like we just kind of just have to change the narrative of how we communicate with each other. Yeah, yeah, and bring our communities up. I think that we were we were raised in 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 that way where communities and like taking care of each other was really important, and so like. We just need to keep remembering that like those small ways can is the same thing. You just got to shed some light on it and you can change the world. Yeah. And I also think like uh, just kind of speaking, like you said, you being a, like like one of 40 on your team, like and just not feeling like mm-hmm. like. But I, I think it's important for us now to kind of just uh, like just be like we spoke about just being unapologetically you. Like I saw like uh, this was a couple of years ago in Chicago. Uh, Ernst and Young had like a guest speaker come. Yeah. Um, and that I believe I don't want to mess up his name, but I think it's Don Johnson, like ex, like a black CEO of McDonald's. He mm-hmm. came in to speak, and like he only he spoke on a panel for forty minutes. But like this, like like those forty minutes stuck with me today because he was like, listen, like when I was at McDonald's, like it was critical for me to just like be me because that's what I feel comfortable with. Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I was trying to do something else. So he said, like I would walk into a conference room with people like me, and he's like, hey, what's happening? yeah <laughs> like you know because that was just him he's from the south side of chicago yeah, like yeah. you know what i'm saying like it was just like hey w- w- what's happening like like you know like something yeah. so simple like yeah. like i don't have to like change the way I, i'm talking or anything like yeah. that like you know and i i do think like very on a small level but it's becoming more like acceptable to just be you and yeah. then, like, especially like people like realize that like you know black people minorities like we set the trends for like culture we set yeah. was 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 hot you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like so if you're in marketing or anything like that, like they're looking at black Twitter, like yep. to find out like, oh, right. what's trending and like how they responding to that and like how they making fun of that. And mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Like everybody yeah. wants the culture, but don't want to accept the culture. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yes. 100%. So be you. Yeah. No. And I think, I think for me, I, it slowly happened, but yeah, I walk in there I'm like, Looking straight out like I, I just came out of a Patagonia ad uh-huh. and I'm just like myself. I'm, I'm like, loving the Patagonia. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm the just Patagonia like, this is me, you know, like, but it takes time. Yeah. It takes time and growth. 
and being able to be like, yo, I'm gonna be vulnerable and I'm gonna be myself. And it takes risk. And that's okay. Yeah. And you gotta be comfortable with that. Like, and like, it takes like, you gotta know who you are first. That's true. Because I, I've spent, I think I spent my first like portion of like my corporate career just trying to fit in. Yeah. You know, but which was exhausting. I get home like, not only are you trying to like do the work, but you're trying to fit in. You're trying yeah. to keep up an image, and you you have on this mask, and then so when you get home and you take the mask off, it's just like. You just feel depleted because yep. it's like, damn, I had to keep up this facade for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> and least, then we yeah. got a happy hour where we're supposed to let it loose. <laughs> and you read the camera. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just more that's hours overtime. <laughs> that's overtime right there. Yeah. But no, it's like, like now, like, I'm becoming more, like, just better at, like, what I do. And um, I'm also, like I, like, I think realizing my value. A lot of people realizing their value. It's like, listen, if this is how I'm going to dress. Like, uh, like, I'm working with a lot of tech companies now. I'm coming to the office, jeans, t-shirt, and a cardigan. Like, yep, you know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. like, the companies that I'm working with, this is, like, how, like, their, like, dress code is reflected. And, mm -hmm. like, I'm working with them. I want to feel comfortable. And, like, a lot of people, like, the old patriarchs, like, with the, the suit yeah. and ties, like, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, listen, if you can't accept this, and, like, that's something small. Like, just right. clothing, but, like, even how we talk and interact with each other. Like, if you can't accept this, like, maybe this is not the company for you. Right. But I know, like, my talents are useful and I can take this elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, look how far you've come. For real. From leaving a, uh, an internship because of the way you were dressed to now, like, being yeah, like, this is me. You. Yo, full mm. circle, bro. Shout out to I you. Shout, shout out to you, out to you, to you for that, that growth. That. That's real. That growth. That's real. I love that. I, I think it is, it is a risk to be your authentic self. Renee says that we should all be our authentic selves. And yeah. That's what I'm working on. But I think it is a risk when you work in corporate America and you and you don't know how that's gonna turn out but I also think that it's really problematic like uh, like you mentioned a lot of the stuff that is appropriated from from our cultures but like ha if we dare do that then we're like oh you're you, you know then they use that coded language of like oh your presence is just you know <laughs> you're not aligning with the with the company culture and it's like uh, no, you wore name earrings, right? <laughs> and really? and now you're trendy. But when I wore name earrings, now I'm ghetto, right? Seriously. And so it's yeah, it's that type of 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 nuance that um, I'm still bothered by. But I definitely agree that we should. It's really hard, but we this is the work that we have to put in for the next generation. For real, everything we're doing now is leading to like something bigger, and it's yeah. definitely bigger than us. Like you know what I'm saying? Like everything we do, and mm -hmm. um, I think I'm taking more pride in that now. Like you know, just like with the work, the product that I produce and stuff yeah. like that. Like I feel like the eyes are on me. Like, you know, it's like damn, mm -hmm. like, is he gonna answer this email? Like I feel pressure to answer an email at nine PM. It's like I don't want them to think like like, I, like I'm trying to fight against like years of stereotypes and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's a balance, right? Like, it you is know? a balance. That's the, the word I'm time, telling like, you. Yeah, stop calling me on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but like also I wanna show that I'm like working hard and I'm putting out good product. So it's like it's a balance. Yeah. It is a balance. I wanna I wanna leave it off with something. So I know we we gave a lot of tips in terms of like how we can help our communities, um, how we can help our community be there for each other and uplift each other. How can uh, white or extremely privileged like upper middle class folks help people think thinking about like our younger our younger us? How can they be better allies to? To that, to that generation that is the the little Bertramites of yeah. of the upcoming future. 
Um, that's a really good question. I mean, I, there's so many different answers. To it. Like, you know, it's so complex. But like, I think the first step for me, and this is just not for them. I think this is for us when we talk to like the younger generation, like coming up under us and stuff. And at first, it's just to like have real conversations and listen, and just start with an understanding of like where people are coming from. Yeah. And like, I I know that's not like it's, it doesn't seem like there's much action in that. But there is like like you gotta like feel where people are coming from. Yeah. Like, you know, I think a lot of people just like they're, they're just so like quick to like try to solve it. And like if yeah. you can't solve it, then like I don't wanna hear it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. just like damn, I don't know what to do, so oh well. Yeah. I'm just gonna ignore this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. What you mean? Like because no, no, it's just like listen and like just try, just try to be empathetic. Like just like Yeah. Like mm-hmm. but I think I think that takes growth on like from everybody like you know like yeah. I, I really don't know but i feel like that's the start that's where we start and it's absolutely true i i i think um opening up resources for younger younger generations is really important and doing so not to make yourself feel better but doing so because you understand the impact that that's gonna have on on a on a child. So I had a mentor in high school. Shout out to Debbie, mm-hmm. and and Debbie took me to the ballet. Debbie took me to her job so that I can see like her work. Debbie sat with me on a Saturday at her job and reviewed all of my um, college essays and and responses to make sure that it was all in line. Like stuff that she didn't really have to do, but she did and. You know, taking me to the ballet didn't necessarily like impact my future and that it opened doors for me, but it 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 like allowed me to see something different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so real. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. Like, like you know, just like something like a gesture is just so small. Yeah. Which is probably like a night of hers or like three, right, three right. hours, but right. like impacted your whole life. Right. And it was it was like, oh well I like my mom wouldn't have been able to take me to the ballet. I don't know that I would go back to the ballet on my own, but it was an experience that I had that was different um and i saw like i was the only person of color in the entire like arena and that was really eye-opening for me but i do think that putting more of us in those spaces is important again not for your own like self-fulfilling mm-hmm. uh like oh i'm you know i took a little brown child to the <laughs> to the ballet so i'm good mm-hmm. but more so like we should have more representation here um so i think that's super important to me is opening those those doors. I also think that I always say this to my team as well is use whatever privilege you have to help somebody at any given moment. If I'm sitting at a table with a group of all white men and I'm trying to get a point across and they're cutting me off, like use that power to say, I think Stephanie wanted to say something, really? right? Like pause the conversation and turn it back to me, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm, I'm trying to say something in my opinion matters. And that is, that might seem really small, but I don't think people understand the psychological impact that it has when I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm trying to say something and I keep getting cut off. Again, I'm reminded that I don't matter. Yeah. Right? And now that the imposter syndrome sets in and now we go through this process of like reminding ourselves, no, I belong here. I'm I'm intelligent. What I have to say does matter. Like all this stuff that we have to do. And one person with that privilege at the table could have completely turned that around. Yeah. So that's, that's my two cents on that. I echo all of that. I mean... I think it goes back to just educating yourself and showing compassion yeah. for, for all people. 
and understanding that like everyone's journey is different and there is a difference between uh, a little black brown kid coming in from like the hood versus an elitist coming in like there's psychological things there that like you could easily help with like what you just yeah. said and like that's real my my coworker Paymon does this shit for me all the time he's a man of color and we sit in meetings and people direct questions to him all the time it's my project but they direct they're like literally sitting and staring at him and he just stops them and he goes she's the lead on this you talk to her straight up to whoever it doesn't rude. it doesn't that's even important. matter who it is or people come to him in questions we sit next to each other and he's like yo shout out to jess for freaking coming up with that campaign and like she's about to blow this shit up yeah like he says this in front of the whole floor and he does it every single time and i have to tell him that i appreciate that so much he doesn't realize how much impact that has on me because what you were just saying like i go through that all the time like as a woman as a queer woman of color like People don't want to give, like, the attention towards me. And so him just doing that makes my day that much better. So I think, yes, everything you just said and just... And so I try to use that privilege, too. Because um, we have privilege. Of you know, we have... Yeah. Everyone has some sort of privilege. And so I think just recognizing your privilege and wanting to show compassion and how can you help uplift others. Yeah. Big facts. Um, Big facts. Yeah. yeah. That would be it for me. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Well, I love so, this I conversation. Just say, shout out to like Trisha. Like yeah, this is it. this is amazing. Like just this conversation right here felt like like just talking about things and kind of reliving moments. Kind of felt like an open like therapy session, which was I love that super dope. Like, I feel like I learned so much about you. I love uh, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, for real. I learned a lot about both of you. Like you know, this is this is amazing. Like um, let's keep this going. I look forward to like joining again. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. This was real good conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, follow us on Trish.chat on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. And Ro, where can people find you? I know you're like super famous already. How? Um, I'm not famous. <laughs> uh, Ro is a model, yeah. writer, and uh, <laughs> Vitamix content. <laughs> you just put me onto that Vitamix you though. Know, just, mm. just hit the green smoothies real quick. Tell everybody about your hashtags. Hashtag, um, first hashtag, trust in women. Like, you know, like yes. that's me using my, my power, like, mm -hmm. as in, like, uh, my, my male privilege and mm -hmm. just kind of like showing, like, like, women get shit done. Yeah. Like, you know, like in my profession, most of like the project managers, like the best project managers I find are women. Like, they just get shit done and yeah. i aspire to have an ounce of their like organization <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. with everything that they do like and i love that um yeah. and uh other hashtag we're gonna say hashtag um middle class life yes you yes know, snap on that you know and i think that's just more so like just like appreciation for like you know we talk we talk about where we came from yeah. and mm -hmm. it's just like being appreciative of like what we have now and just being grateful like you know, like I'm not far removed, like from trying to buy at like 18, like a, a Ultima for like $5,000 and not having yeah. the money to do so and yeah. just being so disappointed. So I just appreciate that I can get in a car that's not 10 years old now and I can yeah. get from A to B, mm -hmm. you know, it may not be a foreign or the right type of foreign, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. but it's still like getting me from A to B and like, I feel very middle class and like, I'm grateful for that. And like, yeah. I appreciate everything that I have. Mm -hmm. And then the last hashtag is uh, everything is love because 
And I think that's what everything boils down to. Like just like everything is love. We tr- approach each other with love, and you know, like I, I think it really just is so cliche, but like really makes the world like a better place. Just that's amazing. And what are you using these hashtags for? Are you like taking shots and just hashtagging on Instagram? Uh, well, we'll, we'll have a rollout to yeah. be continue. It's coming okay. out. Okay. You know, we got we got we got off course this past month, but uh, it, it'll be coming out soon. So yeah, I'm excited. That. So when I contact you guys asking for like you know my trust in women like yeah. photo shoots, so I get the portrait. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I mean, know, we could do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have to get a couple pictures. Yeah. Everything is love. Like you know, I really want to shine with everything is love. I do want to shine light on like just like positive couples, like mm-hmm. just doing their thing and. And just kind of like talk about like you know kind of like inspired by like the humans of New York series, yeah, just yeah. kind of finding out like you know like just talk real talk like with like with different couples like you know like, oh, like yeah. of how you feel about each other and like like yeah. things that like you know work for you that you know advice that you can give other people like you know everything is not perfect and I think everybody needs to see that in the day of social yes. media, the days of social media where we only get to show people what like we want them to see. Yeah, yep. I think like is good for people to see imperfections like yes. you know it's just like that's what brings us down to human level yeah so 100 percent agree that's what that is so follow me on uh instagram at uh rally abstract rally yeah, underscore sure. abstract yes follow him love it he's about to blow up yeah <laughs> look out for rel that's awesome i love that you are going to do that um getting your creative juices and, and following that. It seems like you're really excited about it. So I'm looking forward to like watching that. There's so Come. many things I want to do. I think the biggest thing is just trying to hone down on a few. Yeah, no, it's all good, but, <laughs> but that's also awesome. not meant to do one thing though. Yeah. I really believe that. Like I really believe that we're meant to do like a ton of different things. Hell yeah. I'm down. Sure. I'm down with that. Um, awesome. Well, thanks again, Rel, Steph. Thank you, you for Appreciate meeting. You. Um, so we'll, we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye, everybody. Later.